Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Frank Furman on the line. He's co-founder and chief growth officer at PadSplit. Frank, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. appreciate it. All right, Frank. So uh, excited to learn more about PadSplit today and uh, how you're helping your clients. Um, b- before we get into that, let's go. Um, I'd like to start the show like I start them all with our signature question. So, um, Frank, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. So that's our mission here. Frank, what mission matters to you? So when I think about why I, I do what I do at PadSplit and why we kind of do what we do, for me, it's, it's deeply personal. I mean, there's there's the aspect of, hey, you know, I'm an employer, I started a company, and, you know, we want to we want to do big things. But for me, you know, affordable housing is such a big challenge for society. It has so much airtime, and, you know, people are always talking about it. But, you know, I've always had reasonably affordable housing, personally. You know, when I was a, a grad student, I, I rented a room, and no one thought anything about it, you know, because that was sort of accepted. You know, I didn't have a ton of money, but... I did what I needed to do to have a place that I could afford. It was flexible. I was in the Marine Corps for seven and a half years. You know, I was never making tons of money. I was single for most of that time. But I, you know, I rented a house and split it up amongst buddies. But no one really thought anything of it because that's what people do. And, you know, was, uh, I had kind of social network and friend network and professional network to make that make that happen. And, and even today, you know, I'm not a sociopath. There's six people in my house. You know, I'm, uh, may, I may be the only person paying uh, the mortgage, but you know, I have kids and, you know, my wife and so on. And so, yeah, we split up the house and, you know, that's what everyone does. But for some reason, there's this perception that that's not okay if you're not a student or you're not a family or you're not, you know, maybe a senior citizen in in sort of assisted living. And for me, it's really about why is it that for this, you know, workforce part of the demographic, they're cut off from the same tools that I've been using my whole kind of adult life to get affordable housing just sort of strikes me as just patently wrong. So that's really what we're doing is delivering the same sort of tools that, you know, everyone has done. And frankly, we've done for a long, long time. I mean, we talk to folks mm-hmm. all the time and say, hey, you know, I, I bet my kids would get this because they're young. And I say, no, your grandmother would get it because mm-hmm. this was the norm, you know, for single people prior to really kind of a zoning laws being put into place in the 70s. So your grandmother would understand. You watch It's a Wonderful Life. You know, it's, it's Ma Bailey's boarding house. So this is an old thing. It's something that really ought to be accessible to everybody, and we're trying to make it happen. 
Fantastic. Um, let's go into um, let's go further into pad split. So tell us a little bit more about the company. Sure. So we're headquartered in Atlanta, and what we are is a marketplace platform. So think like an Airbnb, and we connect property owners and property managers on one side, you know, people who are operating housing, with renters on the other. So nothing nothing cosmic. What's different from between us and Airbnb first is as opposed to being fractional in terms of time, like Airbnb, where, hey, you've got a short-term renter, you've got a short-term renter, we're fractional in terms of space. People are effectively mm. renting rooms, right? And then the mm. other thing that is different about us is we are laser-focused on workforce housing. And the reason, you know, for that is, one, we see we think that it is the most, you know, the area of the biggest need and the biggest unmet need. So we think that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the easiest path to sort of rapid growth and, and where there's kind of highest demand for this particular product. But it's also sort of kind of, you know, like I said, part of our mission. You know, how do we, you know, maybe not solve the affordable housing crisis, but be a big part of it and, and provide more options for more people. Mm. What, air, what areas um, are you located? So we are in Georgia, Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Indiana. Virginia, um, we will be in sort of short order in sort of the Southwest, you know, kind of filling out the Midwest. Uh, mm-hmm. We should be in California by the end of the year and a little bit of the Mid-Atlantic and Maryland, Pennsylvania. So we're, we, we think we should be nationwide by the mm. end of next year. Um, we're kind of slowly building out market by market, focusing today really on Sunbelt and Midwest, but hoping to be really mm-hmm. kind of nationwide by, by the end of next year. You, well, so we've talked kind of from the um, the end user side a bit. So what pad split is, um, also mm-hmm. uh, also the the types of um, you know the type of solution it's providing, right? Affordable housing, really a disruptor in the space, and and giving people housing, and especially in some of these some of the areas that you mentioned where maybe the prices of of, uh, of housing is are even on the rise based on demand and other factors, mm-hmm. and so now allowing people to not necessarily be displaced. I mean, there's a big big changes happening in the country overall, but. Some of the markets that you mentioned, those are hot markets, obviously. Um, so on the other side of the coin, like how does the um, like what's the growth path here? Do you work with investors? Do you work with like how? Tell me a little bit more about the real estate and the yeah. that, that side of things. Absolutely, because we we do have those two sets of customers, right? On the one side, mm-hmm. it's it's the residents. Um, yeah. On the other side, it's it's the host, as as we say. But you know, property owners, property managers, um, mm-hmm. and the way to think about it, in terms of our growth engine our one of our core convictions is if you can provide good investor outcomes you know higher than market yields you don't have an affordable housing problem right you don't have a a supply challenge because yeah. you're harnessing the intellect and energy and creativity and, and capital of the of the private investor market mm-hmm. so you know of course we have we have a marketing team and they're great we've got a sales team and they're great you know and that's obviously their job but what our growth engine is, is those good investor outcomes. So, mm. you know, we work with people really across the spectrum, you know, everything from you know, retail investors who, you know, maybe this is more of a side hustle for them. You know, they want their first investment mm. property. They, they want to kind of do this, but they have a job. You know, this is kind of maybe something they're doing on the side, all the way up through kind of institutional investors, you know, backed by Wall Street. Our view is we're agnostic. I mean, we have we want people who kind of see the market the way that we do and kind of see the opportunity the, the way that we do. And it's less a question of sort of size, you know, so mm. work with all of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, our growth engine is, you know, that investor, whether they're big or small, what they, what they're seeking is yield. 
So they do that house, and we're generally delivering over 100% higher net operating incomes because you're dividing up the space and having kind of these individual contracts. You're making more on, on again, the right kind of asset in the right kind of area. But for those assets, typically doing about double what you would as a traditional rental, well, they get that check. And, you know, our hosts are motivated for lots of reasons. You know, some are absolutely in the mold, hey, I want to do this, you know, I want to do good and do well. You know, I want to mm-hmm. I want to be part of the solution to this. But no matter what, you need capital to do it. You need cash flow to refinance property. So our view has always been when they're having those outcomes that we are truly dedicated to delivering, mm-hmm. they'll do more. And they'll tell their friends and they'll brag about it because we're all human and they'll, you know, bring on more. So for us, it's all about delivering those good outcomes because that is what drives referrals and growth and expansions portfolios. And that's really where we've been successful so far. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's a great story, um, and it's a great mission. Uh, tell me about the. Um, so I know, uh, and I don't know if you're running the same thing or not, but just the communities that you're entering. Like, I know Airbnb, and I, I know this isn't apples to apples, but just for example, have you had any um, issues with like kind of local government or like uh, mm. zoning or things like this? Like, like because it's not easy to pull off what you're doing. Like to disrupt this space is not easy, but I see what you're doing. I see the growth model and, and um, tell me about that end of things. Sure. And, and the answer is it's, it's complicated. I mean, real estate. Yeah, it is. Estate, I figured. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, it, you know, it's hyper local, right? So yeah. just take in Atlanta where we're headquartered, there are 83 municipalities. We're in probably mm. 20 of them. Um, mm-hmm. Some maybe are too expensive. Maybe some are just really kind of a, a, a tough sell on the right. regulatory side. So it's something that we need to be intentional about. And that's part of why we pursued the strategy of working through local investors who kind of know their, their areas and know the person to talk to and that kind of thing. But what's interesting is, one, um, we tend to have more, you know, tends to be more of a bottom-up challenge, you know, neighbors complaining about this or that or rental properties and so on more than a top-down challenge. Um, so it's not as though you're operating a property as a pad split and code enforcement comes and counts the toothbrushes or that kind of thing. Um, it's more a matter of, hey, you know, someone parked in front of somebody's mailbox and a neighbor's mad. You know, those are the kind of things that we hear about a lot of times. And it's part of why we get involved at a very early uh, point with investors. Mm. So oftentimes even pre-acquisition. And every day I'm having a conversation with an investor along the lines of, you know, hey, what do you think about 123 Main Street? And I'll say, ah, it's on a cul-de-sac. It'll be really tight for street parking. Yeah, Mm. I think you're asking for trouble. Or, oh, hey, it's a corner lot and it's close to public transit. You know, you've got plenty of parking and people will be taking the the train or the bus. So, hey, that's probably a better fit because it's all about there's no silver bullet. You know, neighbors can complain. It's a free country. You know, that's that's the nature of it. Um, But you want to mitigate that risk. So how do you think about that framework of risk mitigation to say, I'm how am I reducing the number of cars? How am I kind of picking neighborhoods that, you know, this might say where, hey, street parking is more accepted or it's not an HOA. So you're not worried about kind of bylaws getting getting in the way of your operation. So there's there's no perfect solution, just like there isn't for any kind of real estate investment, right? You can always kind of have people trying to uh, slow you down or, or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. What's different between us and Airbnb is, um, you know, the challenge that they have, and obviously they've been incredibly successful. So, you know, it's only slowed them down so much, but it's more around party houses and, you know, hey, I live next door to this house and now it's an Airbnb and a bunch of frat boys come to tailgate football game or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
the other challenge they have, candidly, is their competition is hotels for the most part, which are well funded, you know, have a fair amount of sway. They've got their own kind of, uh, you know, lobbyists and so on. Mm-hmm. What we, you know, again, like there's, there's people who have, um, pushed back on pad splits in neighborhoods, just like you would with any sort of rental property. But these are long-term tenants. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're people who are, live and work in the community. So they're not coming and going. We have uh, a much more restrictive set of kind of rules around operating the house, quiet hours, that kind of thing to at least try and mitigate some of that. And of course they're strangers. So these aren't party houses. They're more, you know, they're, you know, they tend to be much quieter. And of course we don't have kind of a consolidated competition set. So maybe extended stay motels, but it's much more fragmented or, you know, other kind of classy apartments, that kind of thing. But we don't fortunately have kind of Marriott, you know, breathing down our neck. So, um, you know, there's, there's a give and take. I mean, we're very intentional about which markets we enter and how we enter them. We work pretty proactively with a lot of municipalities who are willing to kind of work with us to come to a solution because they all have affordable housing challenges mm-hmm. and concerns. We aren't going to be the solution to all those problems, um, but we can be a solution part of it. And so it's all about kind of getting in, you know, standing up for your property rights. That's, that's important too. Um, but also, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, trying to get along where you can and find common ground where you can as well. That's great. Um, it's a great story and I uh, lo- love what, love what you're doing. Um, and you're, you're, main, you're creating a, you're satisfying a big need out there for a big part of the population, which is affordable housing. So I think it's amazing. Um, so Frank, this has been great having you on the show. So final question. Um, if somebody's listening to this, whether they're on the investor side or, or the, the, um, the consumer side, whichever side, um, well, how do people learn more about pad split in general and follow up? Yes. Pretty simply, go go to the website, padsplit.com. If you're a, you know, property owner, property manager, that kind of thing, or even a vendor in the space, even with a preferred mm-hmm. vendor program, but go straight to the site, sign up as a, as a host, begin to list your property. Again, you'll, you'll get a phone call from our, you know, much more helpful and well-informed sales team than, than you get mm-hmm. from me. Um, can, of course, reach out to me directly. I'm frank at padsplit.com. We're not too, uh, not too creative with the naming. Um, and then, of course, this, if you feel that this might be an option for you as a resident, same thing. Go to the site, sign up as a member, as we call it, and, you know, go pick a room. You know, go through our sort of process and, and go from there. And we'd love to have you. Oh, that's great. Um, well, Frank, again, thank you for coming on to the show today. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, don't forget, hit that subscribe button. We definitely want you to be a return listener and a return visitor. We have many more mission-based entrepreneurs and uh, businesses coming on. And uh, Frank, thanks again. It really has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.